0: we Welcome, everybody, to Two and a Half Athletes. My name is Rick with my co-host, Tony, Sonny, and Dave. Sonny is actually going to the spring training game tonight. He's going to see his boy, Ty, play, and then he's going to hang out with some U of A friends to watch the Arizona game. And And Dave's being a scholar, so he has some studies to do tonight. But we are, we are joined by our guest, uh, Rug. So, Rug, welcome to uh, Two and a Half Athletes. Great to have you.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rick, Tony, appreciate the offer, getting on here finally. I've been uh, a listener you guys started so excited to be on here looking forward to it
0: the debate continues how many haircuts have you had since we since we spoke about this oh
2: rick that was why that's why i facetimed you in colorado i facetimed you at like 1 a.m and you texted me the next day said why'd you facetime me it was to prove to the guys that we were with that we'll get three haircuts a year
0: so how many have you had
1: (laughs) i've only had one got my haircut in february okay i'm not buying that haircut in february next one will be uh Right before Memorial Day, right before the uh, the golf trip that we uh, got going on.
0: So you guys went out to Colorado. How was that experience? I mean, it's people's dreams, right, to get out there and go skiing and snowboarding, and you guys finally pulled the trigger and went out there. So how was that?
2: I would say it's well worth it. And I was texting you individually yesterday, Rick, about it. And we skied, we skied three full days, and I probably only skied half the mountain. Like that just tells you how big this place was. It was, it was unbelievable. And like pictures will never do justice. Stories will never do justice, but like when you get to the top of the peak and just look around, it just it's breathtaking.
0: Are the slopes that much different than on the east coast?
2: Not all of them. I would definitely say parts of them. The higher elevation, there was a lot more powder. And just around here, you're not used to skiing or snowboarding in powder as much. It's more like artificial unless you get a big storm. But the snow is definitely heavier as well. And bro, I'm sure you could attest to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing this
1: since you know I was about 12 or 13. Camelback, Blue Mountain, just skiing the, uh, you know, the PA Mountains, Elk, also a good one. Kied around PA my whole life and then didn't get out until to Vermont until a few uh, years ago. Comparing Vermont to the East Coast, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing, just a bigger mountain. Getting out to Colorado for the first time this past weekend, man, It was amazing. I mean, something, something that I haven't experienced before, like you just said, you can relate, you know, the the views were great. The air is it's different up there and the snow it's, you know, everything's different, you know, way more
2: powder up top. Definitely different.
0: That's awesome.
2: The powder is like when we saw Rogan, two buddies of ours, we went to the highest part of the mountain of Breckenridge that we stayed in. We went to the highest part of the mountain, we took our skied off and we hiked another like 50, 60 yards to the very peak, the highest they could possibly go. We chill up there for a little bit and then we skied down that, kind of just like dropped in a bowl and skied down that. And like being up there, it, it took us... Like, three or four breaks just to make that hike just because we were just running out of breath. it was just that hard to breathe.
0: Jesus. Mile high, man. And how was the city? Were there bars, like, any bar particular that you really liked or didn't like?
2: I would say, I mean, not really to, like, pick anyone out, but the town itself is, it's only, like, six or seven blocks and then maybe, like, four or five blocks deep. But you could just walk everywhere, which is amazing. So we we didn't have a car. We just literally walked from our Airbnb to any bar or restaurant that we wanted to, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah, I thought what was
1: nice is that, you know, I mean, we stayed right in town. Um, and like Tony said, it's, you know, a small town, only about six to ten blocks maybe. But uh, the Airbnb that we stayed at was right around the corner from everything. I feel like we were in a really good spot. Um, within those blocks, you know, there's there's a there's two bars specifically that I can think of, but we can get into
0: that later on. What were the two bars? Because I think we should just hit it on now.
2: Let's hit on it now. Yeah, um the one I forget the name of because we just kept making fun of it. We ended up going there the first two nights, and then after that, <laughs> we were like, "All right, no more." What was the name of the bar though? Like Tabernacle or no, something? Uh no, no, that was Napper Tandies. Napper Tandies, yeah. <laughs>
0: Napper Tandys, yeah. that's a bar in Long Island. So oh, it might be a chain then. It might be a might be an Irish chain. Is it Irish bar, right?
2: It was yep, it was an
0: Irish bar. And that was St. Paddy's Day weekend?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was packed. I mean, not packed to the point where you couldn't move, but it actually didn't feel like they were celebrating St. Paddy's Day at all.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome.
2: And then what was the, what's the other one that you it wanted to mention? It okay. was uh, just the, the Fatties Pizzeria,
1: more or less a bar, more of a place to go to get some food and just have some drinks. they like, we went to the Napper Tandies more for like the nightlife. This was more of just like a spot to go to during the day, yeah. to get some grub, drink some Bud Light, some beers, whatever you want. And just, they had TV set up you know, everywhere. And they had one of those big screen projectors. So, you know, that was pretty clutch. Um, And pizza? Was the pizza good? Pizza was good. But the sandwich options that they had on that menu were unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it was Um, like every sandwich you could think of.
1: Anything. I I got something I've never had before. I got a uh, Italian sausage meatball Parmesan sandwich.
2: Wow. Yeah, pretty funny. Rug looked at the menu and he's like, Yep, that's it. And then just like kind of put the menu down. I at that restaurant I ended up going with a brisket sandwich. And I think that was like the third or fourth time that weekend I went with brisket.
0: That's crazy. And what did now on your guys' flight out? Did you guys grab any snacks or anything? Because I I feel like snacks are entirely different from an airplane than a regular snack that you would you would get.
2: Flight out? I
0: or did you just do airport beers? The
2: flight out, I was just airport beers. And then the flight The flight coming back, I had uh, a couple of kind bars left over from the trip. Everywhere I went, because we got in there Friday morning into Breckenridge, and then we we went straight to the mountain. And then so everyone was like looking for food. So I had stopped in like this local um, rental shop looking for granola bars. They didn't have any Stopped to this place next door. They didn't have any. So when we got done skiing, I walked down a little market and I got a ton of granola bars and just loaded up on the weekend. So I had some of those for the, the plane ride home.
0: How about you, Rogue? Did you grab any snacks?
1: Yeah, no, to, to be honest with you, so got to the airport at a decent time. I mean, we were there by 5 a.m., plenty of time before our flight. So I actually grabbed a uh, just like a breakfast sandwich before we even took off. So no snacks on me for the way there. But on the way home, our bus driver got us there at, at a great time. So we had some time to stop and get some breakfast. I got a uh, breakfast burrito you know, that had like egg, cheddar cheese, potatoes, sausage in it Um. So I, I didn't get any snacks to go on the way home either. Just just the airport snacks that,
2: uh you know, that, that they serve on those planes.
0: Yeah, like the little pretzels or whatever.
2: Yeah, she came. Actually, she came around first and we had the option of the gingerbread biscuit things or like the caramel waffles. <laughs> and I got the caramel.
0: You only get an option yeah. now?
2: <laughs> yeah, I got the caramel waffle. And then Runk was like, yeah, I'll take that too. And he looks at me. He's like, hey, is there caramel in this? I said, yeah, he's like, I don't want this. <laughs> Carmo's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so. Yeah.
1: That on the way, I was on the way there. Though, yeah. Right
0: there. Yeah. But no one got like cool ranch yeah. Doritos, the best snack in the game. No, I think, I think everyone was just so amped up going there.
2: And it was early as shit. So we did sit down and have some breakfast. Most people got Dunkin', And then coming back, we were just so hungover and just exhausted. We didn't even think about getting snacks.
0: But you guys would agree that blue ranch Doritos are the best Doritos, right?
2: No, I would not. I'd go purple bag all day the chili the purple is the bag there's the chili. no way. yeah
1: i agree, i agree with rick here i'm on the, the cool range blue bag um yeah oh god i got the purple bag out of the out of the four original flavors because i would say that there's
0: four i got the purple bag in last yeah.
2: what, what's your I third then
0: you have spicy nacho at second or third
1: i have spicy nacho at second wow that's, wow, that's okay. disrespect
2: to the original nacho
0: cheese. Those are the four. Those are the four main
1: flavors, and I don't think any other flavor should really be in a discussion. They, there are some. There have been some good ones that came about. I think there was like a flaming hot cool ranch that was recently on the shelves for a little. Yeah. bit. But you know that was good. But you can't include that
2: stuff when you're when you're trying to rank. No, them. they're trying to reinvent the wheel here. They just got to go with with what's working right now.
0: Yeah. yeah it's, so that's, that's my number one snack, blue Doritos. My second. So my top three snacks, I'm just going to rattle them off to you. Cool range Doritos, jalapeno kettle cooked from hers, and then the barbecue twists from Frito-Lay. Those are my top three.
2: So my only rebuttal with those is your breath is nasty after all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, is especially that, especially that is true. That is true.
2: Especially the last two. But I mean, then again, with snacks, like unless you go just like original, just just pretzels. Your breath is nasty and for everything, so it doesn't really matter. Yes, like my, my, Sonny my top and three Dave,
0: before you go to your top three, Sonny and Dave were yeah. saying salted – unsalted lays are incredible. Well, Rug did get original ruffles as chips the one day. Original ruffles, that's it?
2: That's it, just plain ruffles. And they had an entire, like, yeah. shelf of chips, and you got original ruffles. All right. They did have an
1: entire shelf. They had Doritos. They had it all. But, look, I, I was – it was day four in Colorado after a heavy night of drinking. You know, I did my best to get myself out there, at least on the slopes when the adrenaline was kicking in. And it was kind of a late hangover day that was hitting me during our first break, and I was getting chilly. I told you that the ruffles were the best option for uh, dipping into the chili. So that's why I went with
0: the plain ruffles during my lunch break on that last day at the mountain. Did your chili have cheese it's, on it?
1: The chili did not have cheese on it.
0: So you could have got nacho cheese Doritos. it would have been a great matching, no. great pairing. I was, I was pointing the Fritos to him, but he didn't make the, the
2: trigger on those.
0: Now that, that would have, that would have agreed with. That would have been a great right. decision. So who's your top three snacks, Danny?
2: So I always, for my snacks, I don't really buy snacks that often at the grocery store because I just eat them like in the first day. So I try to contain myself.
0: So No, this is like you're going to the golf course or you're going to, you're just back, picking up a small bag.
2: Well, for me, anytime I go back home to Scranton, it's like a, it's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. So I just grab snacks at Wawa then. So that's when I consume snacks the most, I think. And yeah. I would think one, I go with uh, Chex Mix, but the cheese flavor, the cheese flavor is phenomenal. Not everybody likes them, but I like every little piece of food ingredient in that bag. Two, I'm going to go with the peanut butter filled, like the minute pretzels. They're like little pillowcases filled with peanut butter. Those are phenomenal. And then okay. three, I want to say chips, but recently bias, I've just been going with Wawa soft pretzels. And that's not a meal to me, that's a snack. So I'm going to include that as a
0: snack. That's interesting because every time we go golfing, Rug always gets the Wawa soft pretzels, I feel like.
2: They're amazing. They're good every single time.
0: But you brought up Chex Mix because that's that's my airport snack. That's what I'll get for the plane because I know I won't yep. eat it right so fast, and I can just pick yep. at it throughout the flight. So that's why yeah, I it's was, always
2: it's always a pretty big bag for the price. It's always good yeah. value. And yeah, if I were to get a snack when we were traveling, that's I would want with that first. Either that or Bugles. Bugles is actually a good airport snack as well.
0: Pulling the pretzels with the peanut butter. That was a good pull because I think I eat them more than I probably eat them more than the barbecue twists on my list, but I just like, I just like them a lot, but they make your hands like greasy.
2: Yeah. Why are they greasy?
0: Cause there's a lot of crap in it. That's probably why. Rob, what's your top three?
1: Real quick, before I give my top three, just to jump in. So me and Tony have the same opinion on those peanut butter pretzels. I have that listed as my number two right
2: here. Whoa, what? Whoa, that's a, that's a surprise. Just, just to
1: back myself up on that, that is one of the snacks that I grabbed at the uh, little shop on the corner in town in Breckenridge. So I kind of was munching on those <laughs> the entire week. I had them in my bedside drawer. I was wondering where they were. You
2: weren't sharing those. You were only sharing the Doritos. (laughs) I wasn't
1: sharing the peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Those those were in the bedside drawer. I was munching on those pretty much every night before I fell asleep.
2: (laughs) What's the rest of your top three?
1: I mean, Cool Ranch Doritos, number one. That's an easy, easy decision. We were kind of just touching on the, the Dorito flavors, but Cool Ranch Doritos has always been my number one. Man, I, I remember in college when me and Rick roomed together. He would he had money on his ID card at Philly U, and I did not. So I used to always, you know, come in late night. You know, yeah, Rick, let me grab your card. And I used to go and swipe his card at the vending machine and grab a bunch of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> I always grabbed him a bag though too. He'd be like, as long as you, as long as you grab me something too. <laughs> yeah,
0: he did. He yeah, did.
1: So I got Cool Ranch Doritos number one, the pretzels. Um, with peanut butter, number two, and honestly, number three, just, just a classic, just in general popcorn. Okay.
2: That's a good one. Yeah. And that's also a good airport one because you're not going to eat it too quick. You can just put it right on that little table and just, as you're watching the movie, just little by little.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and I guess really you can kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to include the smart food popcorn. Yeah. The best, you know, I, I was really talking like regular popcorn that you would pop in a microwave, but you know, if it came down to it, like grabbing a snack before a flight, um, I can't say that I haven't grabbed a bag of that smart food popcorn before.
2: My only thing with the smart food popcorn is Better. once you're done finishing the bag, you got to get a scrubber brush to get that cheese off your fingers.
0: <laughs> so, you're, so your whole snack dilemma, Tony, is one, is your breath going to smell? And two, how are your hands feeling after?
2: So, yeah, and... In college, shout out Brocious, him and I wanted to invent these little tweezers that you could eat cheese balls with and call them <laughs> cheese balls tweezers because, I mean, che- cheese balls the same thing. Your fingers are coated after the fact. Yeah. But, yeah, snacks, I mean, snacks are great, but it, they're usually messy. You're always you're eating every single snack with your hands, and they're getting all over your lap. Your fingers are always cheesy or have some residue on them.
0: Yeah, they're called chopsticks, by the way. Uh- chopsticks, yeah, whatever they are. <laughs> we did talk about, like, those peanut butter Pretzels. Right. And I've been doing an experiment where the past like three nights I've been eating a scoop or two of peanut butter and I've had some crazy dreams and talking to our our good friend Hansel. He was saying that it's actually a power food for some dreams. So maybe you guys want to check it out and experiment to see if you have some crazy dreams after eating peanut butter right before bed. But uh, popcorn is popcorn is a really good take. I mean, that is probably like my, my one thing I'll just grab and throw in the microwave. It's awesome. It's like warm. It's perfect for a movie or a game. Just perfect. It really is.
2: And you don't get too full off of it. I think the only like fullness that you get is that your stomach hurts because you eat like too much butter or eat it too quick but you really don't get full off of it which is
0: great yeah yeah couldn't agree more since we kind of did like the list do we just want to jump into the fraud and crown of the week we'll touch down that and then we'll touch on the ncaa bracket i mean we'll just touch on the sweet 16 games on this weekend and then next week we'll talk about the final four so getting into the fraud of the week Tony, do you have a fraud of the week yeah we'll start with you first and then go to rug uh
2: so my yeah, my my fraud was actually basketball related. So I'm gonna go with two here. My first was Kentucky. I had them one in my bracket. They lost first game. <laughs> so Coach Cal is definitely my fraud because I actually don't think any of his players are gonna be drafted top ten. We'll see. I mean they they all have potential and they all have talent for sure. They're all pretty young, but what a terrible waste of a postseason for Kentucky in my eyes. But my other frauds for me, I'm gonna go with like ski lifts and mountains around here because I mean, it's not always necessary, especially for some smaller mountains in the Poconos, but Breckenridge had a trail map on the ski lift. Like you just pull the bar, you pull the bar down and then there's a trail map right in front of you. So you can kind of map out where you want to go with everybody on your lift. And it makes it so much easier when you get out. You don't have to like ski over the big map. Where there's fourteen couples in front of it trying to plan their route, and you got to peek around them where you're going, and you get lost eventually anyway. But it was it was just so much easier and so much more convenient having it right on the lift.
0: Yeah. So you brought that up now. Sauce he uh our good friend Sauce he skis out in Cal in California. I think it's called like Big Bear or whatever. Does do they have that there? Yeah. Do you know if he said that they
2: don't? No, they don't. I asked. I didn't ask Sauce. I asked Cole who was with us. He said they didn't have it. I think he said snowbird or something. So some, one of the mountains that Sonny's been to, actually. I think he said they had it there. Okay. So it might just be not West Thing.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Like if you're a beginner and you're new to the why not have that? It's perfect. Exactly. Something to talk about and say, like, oh, if we it's probably a huge mountain. If we get lost, let's meet up here or whatever. So right. Did you guys get lost out there? Like on a few because the mountain's so big. Oh yeah.
2: We had we had 12 people and there wasn't one time where all 12 people skied together for more than five minutes. Oh, wow. It was either like people would just make a wrong turn or people going too fast and like –
0: Just kept going?
2: Just not – yeah, just kept going. It was was just so tough to stay together and like for groups of more than three or four.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
1: it it, it was tough to stay together. But, um, you know, everyone ended up meeting up when it was time to take a break. We were all there, you know, talking, vibing, and stuff like that. So it, it was still a good time at the mountain. But, yeah, like Tony said, you know, People make wrong turns, you know, people are going a little bit faster than each other. And, you know, when you got, when you got 12 guys, you know, all amped up and excited to, to explore Colorado for the first time, you know, it, it's tough to keep everyone together on the mountain.
0: Yeah. Rug, how about you? Who's your fraud of the week? My
1: fraud of the week. I, I can't call out anyone specifically for this. Um, but uh, <laughs> it goes to our buddy in the crew who was ordering the rumple mints shots at the bar. <laughs>
2: Rob, I'm right with you, man. I, I ended up getting so sick on Saturday, and I think it was the Rumpelman shot that put me over.
1: I'll tell you what. So I, I think I have I took three of those Rumpleman shots over the weekend. I don't know who bought them, to be honest with you, which, you know, hey, it's a it's a shot, you know, I'm going to take it. But you take those shots of Rumpleman's for one, you know, it just tastes terrible. And through my hands, I don't know about you, but my hands are sticky, as shit when I was done taking all the shots. After I was done, you know, I immediately had to go to the bathroom to wash my hands. I don't know if you were in the same
2: position as that. I think I was just too busy trying to hold back my yak at that point.
0: God, yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, they're like they're good for like once in like a blue moon, but not not, not multiple. I I even disagree with that. I, I dislike them at I all. It's times. cold. You I guys got them because it's cold out, the- right?
2: No, the yeah, hunter will. I know hunter will buy them if it's 90 degrees. I'll buy them at the beach. If we go, oh, there. that's disgusting.
0: Well, that was my
1: first time ever having them, but uh, but yeah, I couldn't put my hands were sticky as shit. But um, I mean, who you know, we're, we're 30 years old, who, who's ordering Rumpleman shots these
0: days? I mean, let's get a shot. of. Or- that's like ordering, that's like ordering yeah. a fireball now.
1: Yeah, yeah fireball is not too bad, but you know let me get a shot at JMO or like Jaeger or something like that. But Rumplements, oh, that was a new experience for me.
0: <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go, I'll go into my fraud. And it's kind of similar on the bar scene with rug, but I'm just going to go tradesman tradesman is a bar in Philadelphia. It is the worst designed bar and it's just the worst bar out there in the city. And for some reason, everyone always goes there and it's always packed and I don't understand it. So that's one of my frauds. The second fraud is weather. Like last week, it was 75 degrees, and it was like, "All right, we're turning the you know turning the page towards spring. This is so nice." And now it's 45 degrees and rainy. So I just don't give us the tease. You know, if you're gonna give us the tease, just reel us into the spring. Let us you know get into golf season, get into the baseball, everything. So that, those are my two frauds of the week.
2: It sucks because winter started so late in terms of like ski season. I think of winter when ski season starts, but it was cold all through like end of October, November, and early December, but it just wasn't snowing. So, I mean, I, I like the Northeast because of the ski, because of this be, being able to ski because of the snow, but when it's cold, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Let's go to the crown of the week. We'll go same order. Tony, we'll go back back to you.
2: I got three of them. I'm going to go quick here. Airlines that are now serving alcohol on the plane. So they're definitely my <laughs> crown list. I'm going to go to the Hyatt house in Denver. We had, there was 12 people. We had three rooms. So we had three suites. So we had four people to a room, but they had like living rooms and kitchens and they were all, they were nicer than my apartment. They were awesome. When we got there, the rooms weren't ready. So we went out to grab some lunch, grab a couple beers, came back a couple hours later and I went to go check in for the rooms and she said, they're still not ready, but they ended up giving us two suites instead of three. And then just gave us three other rooms on top of that. So we had five rooms instead of three, oh, wow. all for the same price. So definitely Hyatt House is on my cron list. And then i oh, go with Rogue for expanding his uh, food palette. He tried bison for the first time. Right
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bison burgers? He was a little nervous about it, but he liked it, yeah. Bison burgers are amazing.
1: First time bison burger. I, I was talking about it all weekend that I wanted a burger. I ended, like, ended up getting one on the last day. But yeah, I was. I don't know if I've ever had a bison burger, but I did get some looks because I do order my burgers well done when they ask me. And you know, I, I don't know what your what your opinion is on ordering, you know, meat well done rather than medium. But uh, I think, uh sauce looked at me right away. He's like, "What are you eating? A hockey puck?" <laughs>
0: Sauce would be the one to say something, too. That's so funny. But, uh, but yeah, so
1: I always get burgers well done. I go steak and all other meats medium. But, yeah, bison for the first time. And, uh, yeah, appreciate that, Tony. Let me get that crown.
0: <laughs> I mean, you are wearing a green beanie, so we'll make that a uh, green beanie. It's like a lime green beanie on your head. Who's <laughs> your crown of the week, Rob. Uh
1: My crown of the re- week? I only got one. I'm going to go with uh, the Summit Express. Um, Again, just going back to Colorado, you know, we had to wake up pretty early both days. Um, Tony mentioned we spent the first day at the Hyatt Hotel in Denver before heading out to Breckenridge, and we had 12 guys, you know, these shuttle buses, you know, they showed up at the first day at 6 a.m., picked us all up, got all of our luggage in there, you know, on time, you know, they knew what they were doing. Um, it's just good to sometimes just see, you know, people doing their job correctly, And us where we needed to be, especially when it, you know, it's difficult when you got 12 guys trying to cram into a uh, a shuttle bus. And then, I mean, same thing on the way home, you know, a bunch of us need to make our morning flights, you know, that, that bus driver had to be there by 5 a.m. And, you know, everything was there on time. It was snowing in the morning, too. So it was kind of tough driving conditions, but it was good to see everything work out. It was, you know, if we didn't have that uh, shuttle bus set up for this entire trip, you know, it could have been a hassle if we had to rent some cars or do any of that stuff in between.
2: Yeah. And I'll piggyback on that. And even when he picked us up in Denver to take us to Breaking Ridge, he's, he could have been, he could have been like down, like, oh, I got a two hour bus drive ahead of me. Like these kids are tired and hungover and wasted, but he's the nicest guy you could imagine. He has a Cooler flow of waters for us. He's asking what kind of music we can want, how the temperature's doing, give yeah. us like like tourist attraction tips and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they were awesome both ways.
0: That's awesome. And it's funny that you said, like, oh, people doing their jobs. Nothing's worse than going to Wawa and you ask, like, no tomato, no whatever. And you get back to your apartment or wherever you're going and you open up the sandwich and there's some tomato on it. It's like, come on, man. Like, I specifically hit that there's a list that tells you what to put on the sandwich and somehow it's on here. So, uh, I was cracking up when you said that.
1: Yeah. No, nah, it, it's just good to see everything flow time-wise, you know? I can't, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. My, my, so my, uh, crown of the week, they're kind of hand in hand. It's barley. It's a bar in Philadelphia and in, in uh China Chinatown. It's just like a great bar. They have happy hour every day from three to six. And then to top that off with the crown is the waitress at barley. So the happy hour was from three to six. She came around at like 555. It's like, hey, you know, happy hour's ending. Do you want to get a few more drinks in? And, like, that's just great service right there. Like, she knows, hey, you know, happy hour's ending. I can make a little bit more tip if I'm nice. That was just nice. Like, usually you have to look for the waitress and say, like, hey, you're looking at your watch. Oh, happy hour's about to end. But it was so nice that she actually did that and came over. So That's my crown of the week. Barley, it's a great bar in uh, Philadelphia and Chinatown. Huge TV's. Decent food and drinks are pretty cheap. So
2: not only decent food, but the variety of food is amazing.
0: Variety we might, have,
2: we might have talked about it in this podcast before, but it's like Craig said, it's a bar in Chinatown and they have everything under the sun from what a Chinese restaurant to a American pizza place burger joint has all on one menu. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. I I ordered uh like Buffalo chicken bites and I got a side of like California roll. Those are really <laughs> weird uh order.
2: The food's always good. Surface is great, like you said,
0: and drinks are cheap. Yeah, and they have every game on it. TV is huge. It's probably, probably a third of the size of the big screen at Xfinity, so it's pretty big. Those are my two crowns of the week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, Rick. Barley is a pretty good bar. Um, I actually haven't I haven't been there in a few years, but the last time I was probably there was probably during some of the, the Ma- March Madness tournament probably a few years ago. I want to say maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, probably before COVID, but, yeah, the the most I've ever had there were just, like, bites, buffalo, boneless buffalo bites, maybe some nachos. So I'm not too familiar with the food, um, but I do remember it being a pretty good spot and enjoying
0: my time while I was yeah, there. Yeah, it's kind of just, like, hidden in there. And then we get into March mm-hmm. Madness. We just talked about it. You know, Sweet 16 is coming up. So we got four games on Thursday, and we have four games on Friday. Four games on Thursdays: Arkansas, Gonzaga, Villanova, Michigan, Texas Tech, Duke, Houston, and Arizona. Like, Is there one game that you guys are like more interested to watch out of those four? I think the
2: Kansas-Providence game because Providence is –
0: So that's, that's, that's Friday. Friday, right?
2: Um. Well, yeah. then I'm going to go with uh, Duke and Texas Tech then.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to be – I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Duke doesn't play very good defense, but they could run it, and Texas Tech, they're a little older, but they're more fundamental – so I think it's going to be a very competitive game and probably come down to the last two minutes.
0: Yeah, that that should be a really good game. That's probably the game I'm looking forward to as well. I mean, other than that, I think do we th- do we think Nova could do we think Nova is going to just beat Michigan easily tonight? How do we feel about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, tonight for the Thursday night games, I I like all the favorites. I think it's pretty easy. I like Villanova. I think I do think that the game that you guys touched on, the Texas Tech Duke. I think Texas Tech is going to pull through a little bit. I think that game's kind of sitting at a pick. So it should be a tight one, you know. But again, it is March Madness. Anything can happen. But I like Texas Tech in this game. But I think other than that, for Thursday night, I think all the favorites take it down.
0: Yeah, I like that.
2: I would agree with that. I think the one that would shock people the most, but not really me at this point is Houston over Arizona. Yeah. Arizona is long as hell, but Houston's a very, very good team and they haven't really struggled yet in either of their matchups.
0: So they haven't, they haven't, but they still have had issues scoring. So like it's a recipe for disaster. Like Arizona scores a lot. Houston needs to score a lot, but like still they, they held it down last, last game. So yeah, I don't even, I really don't even know what to think with them.
2: Right. on the same yard as that too. Gonzaga they've struggled in every game they've played. And Arkansas is definitely the best team they've played so far. So I'm curious. I mean, Gonzaga's definitely more talented, but Arkansas might be better coached.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of does suck that the Duke game is so late. I mean, I don't know why we can't spread this out to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then it's what it is. And then on Friday night, Friday night, it starts off with St. Peter's and Purdue. They're playing in Philadelphia, Providence, Kansas, UNC, uh, North Carolina. I mean, sorry, UNC and UCLA. And then the late one is Iowa State Miami. Just going to give a quick shout out. Miami has a guy, Isaiah Wong. He used to play at Rugg and I, uh, our high school. So it's like kind of cool to watch a guy play. And Tony, you actually saw him play too.
2: Yeah, they played uh, Newman gretty down, down in South Philly. And we went because of how anticipated that matchup was. That was like in the playoff, state playoff game. And you kept telling me like this because you go to Miami. And the first three quarters, I wasn't really impressed. In the fourth quarter, he had he might have had like five or six steals in a row. He made two or three threes. He had a dunk. He had a couple free throws, and he completely changed around the game. So, yeah, he was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think he ended up with 42 points that game, and it was funny because it was a home crowd. (laughs) And eventually some guy got up and said, who the hell is going to stop this kid? Like (laughs) he was just going off. Yeah, he had like a quiet 22 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But the other, the other games are actually, like, really good. Friday is probably the best day of games. I mean, Thursday night, like, kind of gets you going. But Friday night, like, Providence, Kansas is going to be fun. Like, St. Peter's, Purdue is just, like, a cool story. It's probably going to be nothing. But then UNC, uh, US, UCLA, that should be a good game as well. So, I think Friday is going to be fun. And it's, like, a lot of teams that you don't really see year in, year out in the Sweet 16.
2: Yeah, I think I think Kansas-Providence is probably my favorite game for Friday night. Um, I'm curious to see if Providence can keep up with Kansas. Kansas can score like anybody in the country, and Providence just plays games close as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I would like Providence to go through. It's kind of a team that you never really see that go that far.
1: The, uh, the game that I'm looking at for Friday night is the, uh, North Carolina-UCLA. I actually have UCLA going to the finals against Villanova in my bracket. Wow. The left side of my bracket was – you know, I, it was a little odd, but uh, that's the game that I'm kind of looking at closely. I mean, North Carolina, UCLA, I'm not really sure what the, uh, the spread is on that game, but that's going to be one I'm going to be paying closer attention to Friday night.
0: That's awesome. You got UCLA and Nova still in it. I mean, I had Tennessee and Texas Tech and Tennessee. They just folded to Michigan. That was so stupid.
2: Uh, before we, before we cut off here, let's rug, you're still alive here. So are you sticking with your, your championship matchup here for your prediction?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: what I got. I got UCLA, Villanova. I got Villanova taking it home.
0: Wow. How about you, Rick? What do you got? I mean, my brackets done. And I mean, I think we hit like a, a few good points in our earlier podcasts of, you know, I said, New Mexico City was going to be UConn. I thought South Dakota state was going to be Providence didn't happen. I really don't even know what to think right now, Tony, like, I think whoever wins this Texas Tech Duke game is in a better seat than anybody else. But like I said, Gonzaga has a favorable matchup. They're going to win again. Um, they might. They're supposed to win again. Let me phrase that. I, I'm really. I can't wait to see what the Final Four shapes out to be on Monday morning. So I think we will just have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, likewise. I know I was talking about pops yesterday. He has Purdue versus Kansas in his matchup, and he's wow. Luckily, still alive. So I'm going to be rooting for for those two for him.
0: Yeah, Purdue had a crazy game so they survived yeah but it is what it is like march madness is over i mean it's almost over it's kind of crazy how it comes so quickly and it's like all right you got to pick my bracket now it's like oh final four is gonna be set on monday so really cool
2: takes up like three weeks or two and a half yeah three-ish weeks but yeah it it goes like lightning
0: so the one question i wanted to ask you guys is the masters is coming up in two weeks april 7th i'm predicting that cam smith wins the masters this year it's got to be him or justin thomas justin thomas has never won a green jacket yet what's your guys thoughts while we have like a minute left here
1: it'd be nice to see thomas win to be honest with you i think justin thomas is my favorite golfer i just like how aggressive his swing is he's always it always feels like he's going right at it he hit he knows how to hit those shot shapes and hit those different types of uh you know good golf shots so it'd be nice to see thomas take one home for sure
2: uh, yeah, I'm rooting for Thomas as well. Um, My prediction last year and even the year before was Spieth because I think he mentally got there back to where he needs to be, but I don't like how he changed his swing. I don't know if that's going to benefit him or not. If it does, I think it's going to be a couple weeks here, but I would like to see Thomas. If not, I want to say Rory, but I just don't think he can putt like the, these other guys up top of the leaderboard.
0: Yeah. So that's, what's like crazy to me, right? Like Spieth was going on the trajectory of going back up to where he was in his career. And then he, like you said, he changed his swing. He has like a new swing going on. It's like, what the heck's going on, man? Like you're that much of like a mental midget, as they say. Yeah. So Spieth was on the trajectory, right? He was, you know, last year was playing really well. One of one, a few tournaments, but then like this year he came out and he has a new swing. So we see it in the, uh, in the match play this weekend for him. It's just like really weird, like why he would change his swing. So I don't really know, but is there anyone else out there? I mean, Morikawa, I feel like should be in the, is he a top five golfer? I think he should be in the, he is a top five golfer, but should we be starting to have the conversation? Like he's maybe the top three.
2: I think he definitely is, but he kind of just keeps keeps getting forgotten about and he consistently just wins these big tournaments. I think it's only a matter of time before he wins a green jacket. But it is nice to see our boy Tommy Fleetwood turn around a little bit. He, like two, three years ago, he, he started off so hot, especially like with the, the British Opens and like the, all the tournaments out in Europe. And then he came to the U.S. He would light it up for like a round or two. He just couldn't close. He had like two or three second-round finishes in majors. And now it seems like he's playing better on U.S. soil. Yeah. So it's good to see him playing well.
0: Anyone else we like? Rug, who's another golfer that you like just in general to watch?
2: Honestly, I like seeing Justin – or Dustin
1: Johnson. I feel like the Masters, it might be a little bit of – it's a little bit of target, but when he when he gets a hold of him and he's hot, sometimes he's on a completely different level than some of these other guys, to be honest with you. Um, so he's another big one. I know he's already got a green jacket.
2: He's another big one that I would like to see up there on the leaderboard. So the big thing – the big thing with DJ – His his putting in the short game always sucked. I remember watching him, especially like early in his career, like he would just hit it as far as everybody. And then he when it got down to a short game, he would just struggle and like that's where he would drop strokes like that. So if I'm Victor Hovlin, because Victor Hovlin is playing some of the best golf on the tour right now, except for a short game, I am rooming with DJ every course they go to and just taking tips from him and saying, How can I improve on this? And what do I need to? Yeah. do to take me to the next
1: level yeah he he, he normally plays well here i think actually <laughs> i think he missed the cut last year to be honest with you but the year before that i think he won um but i'm all i'm also seeing he right here he's got he's got a lot of top 10s i think he has five consistent top 10s over at augusta so you know i wouldn't be surprised to see him up there
0: isn't it crazy like maybe four years ago or five maybe six years ago everyone's like oh you know Ricky Fowler, he just has to win one man. He has to win a major. He's going to get there, and then
2: I don't think he's even he didn't. I don't think he qualified he for He Fell message.
0: off. I know, but he just fell off, man. It's like crazy. Oh, he did, yeah, completely.
2: He really did. I,
1: you know, it, it it's a thing. You know, it really is. I think uh, I've always said, you know, crowd favorite, but I always had a feeling that he was never going to get one. I mean, his career's not over yet, but yeah, I mean, he's he's still young and has time, but man these new golfers that are coming out on the tour from college you know they're getting better and better out there it's you know it's it's kind of crazy to see how the golfing world and the uh you know the talent has evolved over the last you know few years there's a there's a ton of guys yeah. out there that you know have
2: a good opportunity to win yeah absolutely like I mean, Patrick Reed Rom I'm just yeah. going to list your Brooks Shane Lowry um, you got Bryson, who hasn't won a, a green jacket yet. Daniel Berger, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Sheffield is playing awesome. Like, the, the talent at the top of the, the world golf ranking is, is phenomenal at this,
0: yeah. at this time. I area. mean, John Rahm's 27 years old, best golfer in the world, yeah. right? I mean, DJ was that yeah. at one time. The number one golfer in the world, and he was probably at that close to that same age. I don't know what he is now, but you're starting to see, like, right, like, like Rug said, you're starting to see the younger generation come in and starting to like play really well. But you're also seeing the older guys who were struggling for a little bit starting to figure it out, like Jason Day starting to figure it out a little bit more. Paul Casey is on fire. I feel like recently, so it's going to be it's going to be a fun year. I mean, there's going to be so many names at the top of that leaderboard, and these guys are scoring a lot. Like, there's not like those courses where guys are winning you know six under these guys are winning like 12 12 under 13 under 14 under so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year
2: yeah it seems like every tournament that comes week by week they're they're breaking the the tournament record or at least coming close to it
0: yeah all right we hit on a lot of things we hit on (laughs) snacks we hit on march madness we hit on golf is there anything else you want to guys want to talk about tony rug I got nothing. I'm good. thought so you said you had something else, Tony. No, no, it was just additional thoughts on the PGA. If you bring that up, I'm just going to say, I do like how they don't have the uh, green readage books anymore. I think it's more of a style of like, can you sink these putts just being a natural golfer like everyone else, right? You don't have the trajectory and the mathematics behind everything. So I do like that. I think that's one rule of change that I really like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like that as well. That kind of makes it even and fair for everybody. Not like it wasn't prior to them having the green books, but like you said, it's just an element that us golfers, when they, we go play on Saturday mornings, it's it's kind of the same playing conditions as what we play.
0: Yeah,
1: couldn't agree more. Have you guys ever seen like what they have written down in those books exactly?
0: I have not, but I've heard Bryson DeChambeau talk about it in an interview. And he basically said, if he has a spot, he knows where to hit it. He said the math all lines up. They go out there on the practice round. They get information, I guess, data from guys, maybe a company that does all of this. And he said that he basically, when he's on the green, he looks at it and he can tell the trajectory and the wind. He knows exactly where to putt it, and that's his best shot. So now it's going to come down to feel, and if you can make these putts, and if you can read the greens right.
1: It'd be interesting. I wonder if there's any uh, like leaked picks of what some of these yardage books look like that uh, they're filling out here because to be honest with you, I'm not, you know, besides yardages and, you know, I wonder what it looks like when they're reading the greens and what they have written down in there should be, would be very interesting to see.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that, unless someone obviously brings it out, but I think there's some, it's like a playbook, man. Like you don't want to show the other opponent what you got in there. Like you're not really talking to them about the slope. Like, Oh, I have this, I got it from this guy from this right, company right. that does he... greens and mm-hmm. everything. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if Bryson struggles putting this year because he's was an underrated putter last year because he had that green book and he just relied on the statistics and everything and he just did well. All right. I feel like we hit on a lot of a lot of stuff. Ruggles, good to have you on the pod. Hopefully have you back. Um, in the next few weeks, we're going to have NBA playoff uh, preview. I think there's about 10 games left, 10 to 12 games left for each team so the playoffs will be setting up. We'll have – megs and uh Karen back on i'm sure dave will go crazy on that episode because he's just all about nba with megs so all right thanks everyone for listening take it easy